Bava Metzia, Perik Hay, Mishnah Vav 5, 6. Now, the Mishnah starts out with um, talking about an ISCA situation, a joint venture, which is prohibited um, because it doesn't conform to the way we said the ISCA is supposed to be, where half of the capital is a pikadon and half is a halva. Instead, here we're saying if the entire investment is structured as a halva, as a loan, it would be forbidden. And the truth is there's no chiddush in that. Okay, the chiddush in the next part of the Mishnah. But uh, the words of the Mishnah here are, Ein makablin tson barzel mi Yisrael. The venturer, the misasek, can't accept the capital from the investor, the mashkia, in a structure known as a tson barzel. Tson barzel just means a loan, essentially. Um, maybe familiar to it from the context in which it's um, used in the context of a ksuba, um, when a woman brings in assets to the marriage, they could be nechse tson barzel, Literally, that means um, tzon is a flock and barzel is iron. So it's an iron flock property. The idea being that if a person, um, and this was a typical way in which it was done, hence the use of the strange expression, person person brings a flock into a marriage or lends someone a flock, provides someone a flock to run a business, you know, a farming business, and he says, listen, a flock is a dynamic phenomenon, right? There's wool is wool is growing and animals are being born and dying and milk and cheese too complicated, so I don't want to take any responsibility or 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 risk that you're going to tell me listen the flock got eaten by wolves or whatever it's worth less later on. We're going to appraise it now. We're going to say the flock is worth a million dollars, and then I don't care what happens to the flock if you make it grow and that's great. But if not, I don't care. Just give me back the fixed amount. The fixed amount is called um, it's. It's as if it were like ironclad, an iron flock, because it doesn't vary in value. So the point is, if I bring the flock to you and I say we're going to appraise it, we're saying the value is a million now, and if you have to return it, you're not returning to me animals, you're returning to me the million dollars, that's when a woman brings it to Aksuba or this contract, the situation over here, that is going to be a problem as far as ribis is concerned. Why? We said, if the mashkia, the investor, is providing the livestock to run the farm, so he has to give half as a picadon and half as a as a halva'a to make things work out in terms of ribis. If it's all given in such a way that he says, listen, I'm giving you the animals start a farm, but they're worth a million bucks, and at the end of the day I want my million bucks cash back. So that's essentially a loan. And if he has to pay it all back, it's all halva and no picadon, therefore it's forbidden. That's what the Mishnah says here. You can't accept an isco situation where the capital has been provided as tzon barzel because that's a loan. Plain and simple. That's ribis. That's interest. Meaning the profits that would be shared in addition to the return of the principal would be ribis. Now, the Chiddush is If you're financing your business by non-Jewish capital, you're going to investors who aren't Jewish. So then, if they're providing the capital to you, you're allowed to enter into a regular old-fashioned um, or just loan situation because you can pay interest to a Gentile. It's no problem. In fact, it's a Pasuk. The Pasuk says that indeed um, you can and should pay Lenochri um, Tashich. You'll cause the Gentile to accept your interest payment. So it's permitted. Therefore, similarly, Veloven Mehen Umalven Osan Beribis. If you're going to borrow from or lend to Gentiles, it should be done at Ribis. That's normal. That's how it should be. The only reason why um, we have uh, different rules when it comes to Jews lending money to Jews is because, not because I said at the beginning, it's not that it's immoral or unjust or unfair or something. No, it's perfectly right to charge interest. It's just that the Torah wants you to relate to your fellow Jew as your brother, and it's saying an ethic. It's saying it's not nice to charge your own brother 
interest if he needs money. You should take care of him by providing him with like an interest-free loan that's better than giving him a handout of a grant, like a tzedakah. Lend it to him and he'll pay back when he can. Fine. V'chein beger toshav. Now here's a bit of a chiddush. We're saying a ger toshav also has the same rules as an ovid kochav, meaning as a regular non-Jew. What's going on over here? So the ger toshav is a non-Jew, but he is permitted to live in Israel. Hence, toshav, he's a resident. He's a like a resident, a legal alien, a yes, legal alien in uh, Israel. He's allowed to live in the Eretz Israel. Um, because although he's not Jewish, so what? He keeps the Sheva Mitzvah Bnei Noach, he keeps all the obligations that the Hashem expects of him as a Gentile, so everything is cool, he's a great guy, and he can go to heaven. Um, and the Torah, in fact, um, in the Pasuk, in Vayikra, which stipulates, if you see a poor person, you got to support him, it says, V'chi yamuch achicha umata yado, imach, if you see your, 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 your brother, who's become impoverished, he's struggling, so then you got to help him. you got to support him. Ger v'toshav. Same goes for ger v'toshav, meaning a ger toshav, someone's allowed to be there. V'chai imach, and he will live with you. So you see that the Torah, when it's concerned about social welfare and support of impoverished people, it includes not just your brother, whose hand is, you know, who's struggling, but also a ger toshav. See, so the Torah supports them. And the very next Pasuk says, Al tikach me'ito neshech v'tarbis and it says there, you will. The next pasuk says, "Don't take interest if you, or you know, if you lend to your, to your lend to him. Let your brother live with you." So the point is, you might have thought very reasonably that the previous pasuk says you got to support struggling Jews and also Gary Toshav. So if you're giving them loans, you shouldn't charge interest both to Jew and Gary Toshav. But here our, our mission is saying that's not the case. The Jew should get interest-free. The Ger Toshav should not get interest-free. And that's actually Maduik in the Pasuk because it says um, the beginning of the, uh, the the previous case had talked about both um, Jew and Ger Toshav. But then the next Pasuk says, Al Tikach Me'ito. Don't take it from him, singular, not from them. So the singular says only one, meaning your brother, Echicha, doesn't get charged interest, but the Ger Toshav does get charged interest. Okay, that's that. Okay, and the last part of the mission is like a new topic, like a new paragraph. Um, and it's a little bit of a tricky Mishnah to explain. I'll show you why in a moment. Uh, the words of the Mishnah are, Malva Yisrael ma'osav shal ovid kochavim midas ovid kochavim avalo midas Yisrael. Which means that a Jew can lend the money out of a Gentile with the das of that Gentile, but not with the Jew's das. So what does that mean? So the Bartanur explained it as follows. Let's say, for example, you have Reuven who borrowed money from Chris the Gentile and um, at interest, and now... Um, Shimon asks Reuven for a loan. And Reuven says, well, I don't have money to lend you except for the money that I'm about to pay back to the person who lent it to me, Chris, who charged me 10% interest. So what the mission is saying is that it could be extended to Shimon Midas Ha'ovit Kochava, meaning Reuven could go to now approach Chris, beside him stands Shimon, and he says, listen, um, here's the money I owe you back, I'm paying it back to you, but uh, Shimon's a fine fellow, could you lend it to him now, and he'll be happy to pay you the 10%. And um, if Chris extends that loan now to Shimon, that's okay, because that's done midas, it's done with um, uh, the the consent of the Gentiles, the Gentiles make the loan, and the truth is, even if you know the money was handed straight from um, Reuven to Shimon, that would still be fine, because it's coming 
from the money is coming from like a new loan extended from Chris the Gentile. That's fine. What Reuven wouldn't be allowed to do is to give the money straight to to Shimon and say, "Listen, Shimon, um, you know this is costing me ten percent. If you pay me the ten percent, and I'll just pass it back all to." You know, Chris, when I return the money, that's going to be fine. Just have to cover me for my costs. That's not allowed. Um, and that certainly is not allowed. Everyone agrees to that. And um, that could come out halacha lemaisa in a scenario like, for example, if let's say if one Jew lends another Jewish credit card, so then the owner of the credit card couldn't um, pass on the cost of the credit card bill that is charged to him if he has to pay like interest to the person who lent it. That would be not allowed. And the reason why it's not allowed, and this is what the Mishnah is saying here, according to the is that if um, Reuven is essentially lending money to Shimon, just saying he needs to be reimbursed. It's Reuven lending money at interest. It doesn't matter what the purpose of interest is. It's, it's forbidden. Okay? So that's how the Bartholomew's our Mishnah, that if it's coming at the behest and direct instruction of the Gentile, even if it's passing through the hands of Reuven to Shimon, it's okay. But if it's coming from Reuven without that, you know, you know arrangement, then it's coming from Reuven and it's not okay. Fine, simple, done. The problem is that, even though that's what the Bartholomew says, the Gemara says that's not tenable. Um, it's just not tenable that you could have Reuven handing over money to Shimon um, in an interest-bearing uh, loan, and that be permitted. So, according to um, according to the Gemara's Maskana, and this is how Tosfos Yom Tov and Tiferes Shol explain it, like the Maskana, is that the word Medas here effectively, mean, effectively means by the hands of. Okay, so what we're saying here is Malvi Yisrael Maosav Shel Over Kuchavim. If Reuven facilitates this loan to Shimon because he like he brings Shimon to the lender and so on. Um, as long as the person actually hands over the money is the Gentile and not Reuven, even though Reuven kind of made it happen, perhaps he was involved in, 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 a way, in some way or other, and you might have thought that he's therefore like, can be responsible for this in some way and therefore be forbidden. No, it's permitted. Um, but uh, if he got involved, if it came through his hand, like the Barton described, then it would be forbidden. Okay? At all events, um, that's Tadik Moraz Moskana, that's also Lalacha, meaning bottom, bottom line is that um, a Jew cannot extend a loan to another Jew, even if all he's doing is charging interest to cover his own costs, because um, that's like a new loan. Instead, it has to be that the money is given, even if the one Jew helps the other Jew get a loan at interest, it has to be that the loan is extended from the non-Jew to the second Jew um, directly.